Welcome. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm the guy you will hear on this podcast, but not the only guy, because this is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. If you like what you hear, consider subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher and visit toacertaindegree.com where you can also find past shows and more information on the really amazing guests. And I do mean amazing. Central Florida is home to what seems like an unlimited supply of talented and remarkable people that I get to talk to a few of them each week in person on the radio. Well, let's just say I'm pretty lucky. And now on with the show. And good morning. Wow, that was uh, that was one to wake you up. Tim Jensen on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Tank. Good morning. My name is Nick. My name is not Tank, although now that I think about it, that would be a better name. Every week I do the show from 7 to 9 on Monday mornings. I'm very lucky to have always very special guests. And this week is no exception. Chris Crespo is here. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me here. Appreciate it, Tank. Nice to, nice to meet you, finally. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be, it's good to be met. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to be met indeed. Met in good steed. So, Chris, uh, you are a very nice guy oh, so far. You. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, very, it's only been a few minutes. It's so only been a few minutes. So started. I don't know you very well. True. But I know you from uh, your podcast. Yes. Uh, Cinema Crespo Diso. Correct. Thank is that you. how I said it? That is correct. correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Wanted to make sure. Appreciate it. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was listening to uh, one of the latest episodes this weekend. You have the new song is incredible. Thank you. Yes. Um, what I really like about it is there's two movie related podcasts that I listen to. There's okay. yours and there's How Did This Get Made. I love that show. So what I like about that is it's one, the one end with How Did This Get Made. Mm-hmm. It's about like how did these garbage movies yeah. get produced and how did they get out there and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And with yours, I like it because I think we have very similar tastes in uh, movies. So I get to hear you get spoiler free stuff on yes. yours. Mm-hmm. And so a good idea of what's going on, but also I really like the pop culture stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Cause what I was finding is back in the day, right before I think it was force awakens came out, mm-hmm. I was just way too much into the spoilers Sure. Like I was reading everything, and so if you're following Star Wars, then you're also following everything else that's mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I just want to do a little bit of news and figure out what's going on, but I don't need everything. You don't need to do all the yeah. deep dives and absolutely everything. There's so much information out there. You just right. go crazy, man. Yeah. So I feel like I know you, but I don't know you personally. Fair enough. Yep. So we're going to learn a little bit more about you. Sounds good. We're going to play a game. Okay. So it's a little bit of a 20 questions, yes or no, up or down. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, though, mm-hmm. what you're going to say is read them or weep. So read them if you're for something. Okay. Weep if you're like, eh, it's not really my thing. Okay. Read them because reading is great. Yes. From what I understand. I love it. It's fundamental. It is. It's a a rainbow. I'm a big, big fan. It is a rainbow. It's a rainbow. Yeah. Uh, Weeping is not good for you. Man, it could be good for you. Sometimes you need it, but I understand in this context, absolutely. Yes. Right. Jesus himself wept. So. That's my understanding. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, who else would you rather emulate? Um... All right, now that you say it that way, I'm really second guess. Well, let's just keep going. Ah, no, we're going to do it. No. Read them or weep. Read, read them or weep. Read them or weep them. Okay. okay. Uh, back to school. 
So uh, still sort of in that vein, what did you feel like when you were coming back from the summer? Weeping. You were weeping? Yeah, absolutely. You did not want to go back to school? Not a, not a school fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with education and reading and learning, but school itself as an institution was never never a big fan of it. Absolutely. Not your thing. So no. fall wasn't a time of year that you looked forward oh, to? Oh, God, no, no, much. no, 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 no. All right, let me ask you about this then, driverless cars. Read them or weep? Read them. I'm all, yeah. all about them. Would you just jump in one right now? I already did. You so did? Essentially, yeah. Uh, my my boy Tom, Tom the beer guy from OBP, he's got himself a Tesla. Okay. Took a ride in that. We jumped on Conway, and then he put it on auto, and for like 15 minutes, we were driving around one of the busiest parts of town during rush hour. Uh, uh, and it just and, did its own thing. It did its thing. It was amazing. How did you, yeah, what was the... Um, the first instant, you're like, well, this is weird, because your hands aren't on the wheel, and we're yeah. going 45 miles an hour, like, in thick traffic. And then once he gets that first red light, it's like, oh, here we go. But then it, it stops in plenty of time, and it, it slows down, and you're like, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah, it was really interesting. So being a movie guy, um, uh, can I say that? Yeah. Are you a movie guy? I am a certified movie guy. It would be really neat if you just really hated movies. Yeah, that would be you funny. Know, like, I, I've done 300 plus episodes <laughs> of a cinema-related yeah. uh, podcast. Hate them. Hate them. Can't stand them. Don't even watch them. Stopped watching no, them years I, ago. I, I keep I watch them for a while thinking maybe I'll come around. Maybe I'll try to get it. What I do for my spoiler episodes, <laughs> I read the Wikipedia entries, and then I'll just recap that and then tell people that I watched it. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, nice. those things get really detailed sometimes. Smart, and they're yeah. always accurate. 100%. No one's ever complained once about inaccuracy on my show. Wikipedia <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> no, what I was going to ask about is we typically get these movies that have technology as something that's evil, right? It's sure. almost always sure, yeah. if there's an AI or something along those lines. Like a minority report type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Um, so did you go into it kind of thinking that? Like, what if the AI eventually takes over and tries to kill us or I, anything? I am afraid of the eventual AI apocalypse. Like, that could get here before the, the Yellowstone uh, volcano goes off Super and kills us. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, one of these things is going to kill us. So AI, it's got pretty good chances, I think. But driverless cars. A Super volcano or I, robots? Robots would be more cinematic. Super volcano, though. I would have to go robots. I would rather quick death with robots or be enslaved. Volcano is going to result in like famine and pestilence, and it's like we only have a we have less than a three month worldwide food supply. So there's a lot of starving yeah. to death, and it's going to be really gnarly. Plus, uh, I'd rather I mean, I'd rather be I've enslaved. Got allergies. Not, you're gonna run out of Zantac so fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Zyrtec, one of those. Zyrtec, Zantac, they're all the same. Z Ziltac, <laughs> that's that's a different one. That's the one I'm working on. Yeah, proprietary blend. Coffee. Oh, read them. Read it. Read it, baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you always been a coffee guy? Yes, I have. Uh, I am a Puerto Rican gentleman, so I believe my first cup of coffee was at the age of five years old, um, <laughs> which is a little late for Puerto Ricans because some babies get the, that coffee in the bottle, you know, uh, because why this not? This baby's got to wake up. This baby this is... <laughs> we need this baby awake and alert now. Uh, so I'm, no, I'm it's, all about it's picture coffee. time. Yeah, it is. Get smiling. Get running around. Uh, I'm all about coffee. even worked at Starbucks when I was in college, so yeah, I'm all about it. Very nice. How do you feel about this? Is this is one that comes up okay. quite a bit and uh, very mixed sort of reaction? Okay. The beach, read them or weep. Yeah, mixed reaction. Understand? I'm gonna go ahead and see. I'm, I have a mixed reaction myself. Light read it. Light read them. Okay. Yeah, summer reading. <laughs> so, just summer. Summer reading. I love beach towns. 
the okay. that, the vibe of a beach town that lazy super laid back yes every store yeah. has uh, uh boogie boards outside the front door and pool noodles uh there's sand everywhere you can't get rid of it i love it when you go to the bed bath and beyond and there's pool noodles yes and even there because they smell nicer they smell nicer. They make you think, oh, it's summer. They make you think, oh, yeah. there's no school. I don't have to go to school because it's uh, not the fall. Yeah. I think it yeah. may be tied into that, seriously. But um, I love beach towns and hanging out on the beaches are cool. I am not necessarily a fan of the beach itself, though. It's just like Bill Hicks said. It's where dirt meets water. What's so great about it? Understand that it's relaxing. You sit there, look at the water, and you can listen to it, read a sure. book, sit in the sun, get your cancer. But for the most part, it's like I would rather walk up and down the strip and go into like the Ronjon and, and, and hang out in the actual town itself and like be able to see ways, the beach. Yeah, more yeah. efficient ways to get cancer. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, we have uh, tanning beds all up and down yeah. uh, town here. I don't got to go 45 minutes to lay out in the sun <laughs> on, on dirt. <laughs> I like the idea, too, of uh, Bed Bath & Beyond doing boogie boards, like smelly boogie boards. They, so. they, they, like uh, they can team up with Yankee Candle and uh, oh yeah, yeah have, here's a yeah. lavender boogie board. Uh, the sandalwood, the sandalwood, board, I think, uh, the, would be very, the, uh, very popular. The, like the ocean water, the cool water one would be like, oh, this oh is the one that smells like the where beach. you're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So uh, <laughs> Bed Bath & Beyond, Yankee Candles, if you want to give us a call, uh, we're here for you. They're yeah, big listeners. That, absolutely. Yeah, well, just about every corporation and that's you, left. And you have room for just one more corporate sponsor, right? Let me ask you this. As, speaking of retailers. Yes. Sears. So they, uh, oh, chapter Sears, 11. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was thinking about this with Toys R Us mm-hmm. and just, you know, the places that I used to go as a kid, sure. um, especially Sears with the old toy catalog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm old enough to remember the original catalog. I remember like the catalogs the too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, weep them. It's sad. I mean, yeah. they're gone though. We don't need them anymore. Retail giants. Uh, they've had their day. I mean, Sears was one of the, the original mail order. Sears was the original Amazon. Yep. Sears itself already put a lot of businesses out of business back in the day themselves. So now just over well, 100 mom and years pop later. Shops, mom yeah. and pop shops, yeah. So 100 years later. Get, the mom and pop shops get their revenge. The ulti- they're still out of business. The ultimate mom and pop shop got its revenge <laughs> with uh, Papa Jeff Bezos. Yes. He, uh, yeah, he, he put it all together. Papa. The Papa Bezos. Crazy Jeff Bezos. He'll sell you anything. And that is that is an accurate yeah. assessment. Uh, yeah, so going and then, you know, pretty much the malls, too, are dead. Yeah, malls are another dying thing. And I'm yeah. malls were fun when I was a kid. But, yeah, I'm currently like a weep them. I, we don't need them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Screw what, malls. What are the kids going to do these days? Uh, they yeah, hang out in the parking lots. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they're going to be on their computers. That's true. <laughs> no, the kids still, I still see the kids hang out outside, at least in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the hoodlums? The hoodlums, yeah. they're playing in the, in, out in the grass out front. Let them <laughs> screaming while I'm trying to sleep. It's fine. Nice. I don't nice. want to be an old man. Uh, let's go back to technology for a second. Okay. How do you feel about this uh, trend of, um, you know, you have the uh, the rideshare bikes. Mm-hmm. Now they have the rideshare scooters, the yeah. electric scooters. How yeah. do you feel about those? Read them or weep? Um, I think rideshare scooters, I don't know, in this city. I'm going to go ahead as a generalized idea. I'll go ahead and say read them. I'm fine with uh, more efficient transportation uh, transportation right. options for people. I don't a know, bit slightly greener. Yeah. yeah, slightly greener. I don't know if in this city scooters might work in this city uh, on a neighborhood by neighborhood basis. I'd be fine driving my scooter around Audubon Park. I don't know if I take it from Audubon Park to Disney. 
you know? That would be tough. Yeah, that'd be dangerous. Yeah. I-4, one of the, it's uh, one of the most dangerous roads in the world. Obviously, those things aren't meant to be taken on those types of roads, but still. No, I really like this idea uh, of the, of the electric the, scooters. Electric scooters on I-4. What if we swapped out all the cars on I-4? And you cannot go on I-4 unless, unless you have a scooter. you're on a scooter that's locked out at 12 miles an hour uh, top speed. I love it. Yeah, it feels maybe safer. You get to know people a little mm-hmm. bit better. Mm-hmm. You, you get to see safely. the city. Yeah. Just leave a little earlier is all. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, <laughs> four hours earlier. Four, that's it. I mean, but you'll there's be, never any traffic, and you're gonna arrive alive. That's what matters. You, you might have some scratches, but you're alive. You're you might get hit in the, the face with some b- bugs or birds. Goggles, goggles are cute. bugs and birds. Bugs and birds. That's the name of the company <laughs> we're gonna start. How do you feel about sandwiches? Read them or weep. Oh, read them. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Come on, it's a, one of the ultimate foods. It's all in your hands, and it's all contained. It's like a whole meal. Right there. Right there. I mean, the Duke knew what he was doing. Do you have a favorite? Favorite sandwich. I'm going to go off. The, the first sandwich I thought of when he said that is a chicken parmesan sandwich. I don't even know why because I haven't had one of those in years. Okay. But, man, I love chicken parmesan. A good chicken parmesan yeah, sandwich. Yeah, especially yeah. growing up in New York, all the Italian places up there. Yeah, sure. I love a good chicken parm. Do you have a favorite to make for yourself? Because um, it's often, you know, you go out, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to make necessarily a chicken parmesan sub for yourself. Yeah, not in the sub. Yeah, for lunch, I mean, take two hours to make yeah, myself yeah, yeah. this ultimate sandwich. <laughs> if I'm at home, I'm lazy. Just uh, two pieces of bread and uh, peanut butter. You know what? I don't even need the jelly. Keep the jelly in the fridge. That's extra work. I don't need all that sugar. Just uh, I'm, in, I'm in a rush. Yeah, I'm in a rush. Give me that straight peanut butter. I just need something to put in my stomach. Right. If I want something more flavorful. Zantac for the... The Zyrtec Zantac yeah. uh, combo, blend combo. Uh, grilled cheese sandwiches too obviously you can't i mean you can't go wrong with the grilled cheese if you mess it up if you burn it but oh that's true but yeah that's why i've never made one there you go they're difficult to make yeah they look simple but it takes a lot of butter too many things lots and lots of butter i don't i don't even know where to get butter these days i'll be honest with you well you know butter's a new smoking so or is that sitting 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 is is the new new butter butter yeah Yeah. that's what it is yeah Yeah. i do get some butter when i'm sitting there too there you go uh, how do you feel about tiny houses? Tiny houses, um, I'll go ahead and, and give them a read. I don't have much of an opinion on them, yeah. but I'm fine with them. I know it's a trend, and I see all the TV shows. <laughs> There's like eight or, think, eight or nine different tiny house TV shows on HGTV. There are, of yeah. course. Um, they have the entire block. It's basically yeah. Thursdays, yeah, 24 Thursdays hours. Is tiny house day, yeah. tiny house Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the idea of... Like minimalizing the stuff that you own, getting into a smaller area. What do you think about that? I think, sort it, of? I think it's fine. It makes sense. Uh, uh, we as people don't need like huge spaces all the time. We you just know? fill it with stuff, right? We are just filling with stuff that, that we don't use, we don't need. So right. I like minimal, minimalizing. I like getting rid of stuff. It leaves more for others. Uh, small houses are fine. I'm a bigger guy, so maybe I need a medium house as opposed to a, a tiny, medium, house. tiny house. Medium, tiny house. Medium, tiny house. What was that? A thousand square feet? That's, a, that's just an apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially an Yeah, it's essentially just an apartment. So uh, I'm fine with them. I don't know if I would necessarily want to live in one, but other people live in them all the time. All and is long. your studio, your podcast studio in your house? Yes, it is. It's okay. in the, uh, the old spare bedroom and so just converted would, the whole thing to a studio. You would not be able to get that into a tiny house? No, I'd have probably. to convert to a Taz cam with two microphones uh, with one person probably sitting on the toilet and then me like in the kitchen. Yeah, or in the loft. Yes, the loft, the old bedroom loft. Yeah, where if you try to sit up in bed, you'll hit your head on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea of the tiny house podcast 
uh, Tiny uh, house studio. Cast. Yeah, sure. But the idea is that everything kind of transforms into, into different the, things. The entire it's place. It's essentially a transformer. I, I'm fine with that. Actually, I should probably get a tiny house and put it in my backyard just to turn it into a studio. People are like, oh, who's living back there? Like, oh, it's just my studio. It's just, yeah, it's just my studio. It's actually not a Then what are you going to do with the other spare bedroom? Rent it out. Oh, there you okay. go. Make some money. Make that room finally making some money. Because the podcast doesn't make any money. So. <laughs> All right, let's talk about movies for a second. Let's uh, do. Zombies. Um, now, weep them. Yep, I'm done. Over, I'm over them. They're, I thought the zombie craze was going to be done back in 2008. You know, yeah. I thought it was going to be over. So right long. around, what was that, World War Z and a couple World of War Z, movies. Walking Dead had already yeah. debuted. Uh, the book was already popular. Uh, I already started reading and dropped out of it. Uh, I was like, zombies are done. I can't believe this. And then I think right around then is when Walking Dead started. I was like, oh, this will be the last thing for zombies, and then we'll move on to vampires or something else. And ten years later, people are still watching that show. and Still got a lot of zombie stuff going on. Still zombie stuff going on. People still love it. So, I mean, trends are hard to predict. I really thought we'd be on uh, like Sexy Frankenstein by now. I was trying to predict the monster craze because we were doing zombies and vampires, sexy vampires were getting popular. Vampires, well, vampires have always been sexy. They always have Let's been. Well, there's two versions. There's the Anne Rice vampires where, sure. like, being a vampire is great at all times. This yep. is awesome. And then there's, like, your monster Nosferatu, Count Orlock vampires that are really gross looking. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Kind of sexy. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, it, disagree. De- it depends on your, uh, <laughs> like, I-, I need to see your, like, match, uh, uh, my profile, uh, Tinder history yeah, yeah, yeah. to see what you're swiping on. Oh yeah, well, yeah. oh yeah, I guess some vampiric type people. Uh, yeah. Let's see, yeah. pointy teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, translucent skin. Yeah, 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 I would go. like to go directly. When do we get to sexy werewolves? Because I feel like you, you know, my pain here is a hairy guy. Yeah, sure, sexy so, werewolf. I feel like we missed out on that. Uh, we had a terrible sexy werewolf in uh, Twilight. Taylor Lautner is a terrible actor. We have sexy werewolf on TV, Teen Wolf, but that really hasn't gotten. Oh, any I didn't book. even see that. Yeah, yeah. that's on it's, MTV it, too. Like trend it's not like it, it, has, it hasn't trended twilight. up between we twilight and twilight. teen wolf yeah. no oh and also uh true blood didn't they have uh sexy wolves in it too i think i think some of those dudes i think are they wolves. turned into wolves i think so yeah yes. no there weren't not werewolves. necessarily sexy wolf men okay. correct so, same thing with twilight uh benicio del toro he really didn't sex it up that much with the wolf man so you know they didn't even make that did they yeah they did yeah seven years ten years ago the wolf man very disappointing movie oh yeah. okay i was thinking of the new cinematic the dark universe no cinematic no that one, that one yeah that was who's gonna be the wolf man in that um not Javier Bardem was going to be Frankenstein's monster. I don't yeah. think they had cast the Wolfman actually. Yeah, but they no, were going to they were going to redo it though, yeah, and then they, they have since given yeah. up on all that completely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel cinematic universes? Um, read them or weep. Yeah, they read them. I'm fine with them because as long as there have been movies, there have been cinematic universes. People forget that. Uh, the Universal monster movies of the 30s. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. What was that? That was Universal taking the first, all their contracted yeah. stuff and smashing them together. Like, hey, we have Abbott and Costello. They're popular. Hey, we have The Mummy. That's popular. What if Abbott and Costello met The Mummy? And then there's like a whole string of those movies. Um, Frankenstein, Mummy, The Invisible Man, they all appeared in each other's so movies. Crossover they all crossed over yeah, back yeah, in yeah. the day. So uh, uh, Cinematic Universe is just an old, old idea that just got repopularized recently. So I'm fine with it. I like that. Yeah. I also like the idea of applying Cinematic Universes to movies mm-hmm. that, you know, didn't, weren't actually sure, uh, yeah. uh, together. Yeah, that can so be for example, Pacific Rim and the Goonies. Oh, yeah. So at the end of Goonies, mm-hmm. what you had was the pirate ship going out to sea. Okay. It sinks. Okay. 
in the Pacific, creating the rift yes. that eventually becomes the Pacific Rift. I'm fine with that. And then Idris Elba, let's just bring it all together. Do it. Idris Elba okay. uh, dies at the end of, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Pacific Rim. Okay. Uh, but he's actually sent back in time and becomes the pirate from the Goonies. There you go. That gets all the treasure. So that becomes to warn a, a circle. It's, it's all a circle. That's genius. Yeah. I do like that idea. I have an idea like that yep. um, with a, a Scarlett Johansson movies. There are three movies that work as a trilogy. And they're, okay. and they're not supposed to, but they do. Um, Lucy. Okay. Very popular movie. Yep. For people who don't know in that movie, she takes a, accidentally takes a drug that uh, changes her brain and makes her smarter. But then by the end of the movie, she essentially turns into like a computer program. All her stuff is on a thumb drive. She turns herself into a thumb drive. It's a very strange movie. That's great. At the end of that one. I mean, that's what we're all hoping That's for, what we're all hoping to right? become the AI that evolves right into the oh, thumb drive. Oh, I was just thinking thumb drive. Just thumb yeah. drive. Just I just, just want to go directly to thumb that's drive. The, that's the ultimate minimalism, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, the ultimate tiny, tiny house. house. Yeah, <laughs> the thumb drive. So at the end of that movie, she becomes a, a thumb drive with all this information. Um, then after that, you watch the movie Her. Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with an OS operating because, system. And, yeah, and that's her. And, and it's Scarlett Johansson's voice. Yeah, yeah. and so, okay. she, so now she's like a program. That. So she went from thumb drive to a phone program. At the end of her, her, uh, her character and all the other AIs have said, we're leaving. We're all, we're, we've all been talking to each other and we're leaving Earth. And then all the AIs just disappear, ostensibly going like to outer space or whatever, just right. existing yeah. on another level. That's the end of her. The third movie in this trilogy is Under the Skin. Under the Skin. Oh, yes. yeah. Under the Skin is a movie in which aliens come to Earth. They take human forms and then they kidnap people for their own, like, harvesting purposes. They never, yeah. don't go into detail what they're harvesting or why. It's just that they're taking people. Yeah. So the movie begins with one of these aliens taking a human suit and it's Scarlett Johansson. And then she's going around. And by the end of the movie, as this alien, she's kind of. Uh, discovering humanity and connecting with humanity in a way that's, uh, you know, very sad and everything. So if you look at it as a huge loop, it's a story about a, a dumb chick from Long Island who uh, takes this drug, makes her smart, turns into a AI, AI. program, uh, discovers love and humanity that way, but it's too much, she goes to outer space, comes back as an alien, rediscovers humanity, and it kills her. Spoiler alert, kills her at the end of the movie. So that's your huge trilogy right there of unconnected Scarlett Johansson movies that actually make a perfect... It's way better than mine. It, they, they both work. I mean, you can watch them both. <laughs> they both work. I'm sure you can tie Goonies into all that, too, you know? Okay, so I think we're going we're gonna to take a break, and we're going to come up with several other cinematic universes there in go. our heads or otherwise. There we go. Chris Crespo's here. Uh, Chris, uh, is the best way to find out about uh, Cinema Crespo Diso, PFT Media, uh, chriscrespo.com? ChrisCrespo.com works absolutely. So does PFTmedia.com. ChrisCrespo.com is just going to be my show as well as all my old movie reviews that I really haven't been writing much anymore because I was doing that from like 2009 to 2017. Podcast going, yeah. I kind of switched over now to audio-only reviews now. Um, If you go to PFTmedia.com, then you get all the shows that we do and produce. There's like 10 shows now. so And these are all local for the most part? Um, as of right now, yes, they are. They are yeah. all local produced shows. Local Orlando yep. produced shows. Yep, all PFT, Florida shows. Yep. PFTmedia.com. We've had some past guests. So Peter from uh, Scotch Conversation. Conversation. Rocky from What's the Fuss? What's the Fuss? I'm so glad yep. you said it yeah. because I might have actually accidentally said something else. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that. No but uh, yeah, we'll come back. Okay. Talk to you some more. Great. Uh, let's listen to some Julia Holter. This is I Shall Love. And it's the number two, so I don't know if she means 
uh, like the number, mm-hmm. uh, I, two things. I shall love two. Because really, if you think about love, you can only, you're only limited to two things anyway. At once. It's hard to love more than two things at once. I could barely love half a thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. Loving three things, that's really pushing it. Way pushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're not in love anymore. You're, you're, then you're, it's you're, just, ta- you're talking about full-on mental breakdown. You might be just be hungry. Yeah, the simulation will not continue to work if you try <laughs> to love more than two things the at once. The matrix will break down. Exactly. You'll see that cat seven, seven or eight times. Yeah. All right, thanks, Chris. And uh, we'll listen to that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by My Own Private Antelope. How can you be closer to the animals, in danger from the animals, without being in the enclosure with the animals? The answer is, we can't. My own private antelope allows people to spend as much time as they want in a zoo. Hurry from the hippos, sidestep snakes, duck the ducks. Finally, you can experience nature as nature intended and pay us handsomely for the experience. Is it dangerous? Maybe. Well, absolutely. Reserve your enclosure at toacertaindegree.com. Julia Holter on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. I shall love two. And it's actually the number two because there's two songs. So there's I shall love. I don't know if it's a part one and then a part two or something along those lines. Good morning. My name is Nick. I have the pleasure of doing a show on WPRK every week from seven to nine on Mondays. And every week I try to have a special guest this week. No exception. Chris Crespo is here. Good morning, Chris. Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Early in the morning. Yeah. Before the sun came up. Before the sun came up. It's coming up now. Now, And we have windows in the studios, uh, in our temporary studios at WPRK. So it's nice to just look out and say, oh, Oh, the sun is rising. The world is continuing today. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what we're doing, the world is continuing. It's going on unabated. I love this humbling moment that we share, Chris. (laughs) Uh, To learn more about Chris chriscrespo.com mm-hmm. and it's C-H-R-I-S so Chris with an H yep. and Crespo with a C-R-E-S-P-O correct yes like Elvis Crespo that's an old reference okay yeah. very good and uh, not Crisco correct PFT the, Media despite what my middle school classmates would want you to think yes, yes. oh those kids those rascals the, where are they now uh, mainly jail hopefully yeah hopefully pftmedia.com yep. is the uh, network of podcasts correct uh, that you and I think Steve, Steve Edgy yes. started out correct uh, so that's 10 shows here locally mm-hmm. uh, that are on there some of them you probably people are familiar with but let's talk about yours okay uh, and we'll talk about PFT a little bit later because I'm curious how that came about okay but uh, let's talk about Cinema Crespodiso. Yes. Five years in? Five years. Started January 2013. I was on SBK Live yep. on um, Real Radio 104.1 for a couple years. Uh, on Monday nights, I would do a, a movie segment with them. How'd you get into that? You were, it, was, it wasn't what you were doing in school, right? No. Uh, yeah, right around 2009 when the whole economy tanked and people were looking for extra monies. Um, I was looking for a way to make some extra money online and examiner.com was still a website. So I signed up there to be a paid uh, film writer. And I okay. just started writing on this website and, you know, getting paid for it, which was pretty great. So a film reviewer? 
Yes, mostly film, gotcha. mostly film reviews, but okay. then any other like thing pieces I thought of or features I wanted to do. Oh, I had free reign to write about whatever I wanted. Oh, I had nice. I had no editor. Examiner.com was a content farm. I got so it. So it was great for uh, writing practice and getting your name out there and all that stuff. But then it was poor for everything else when it comes to being a business. <laughs> right. That's why they're not around anymore. That's why they've disappeared. Yes. Yeah, so well, they've actually changed into a different website entirely now. That's sure. Even bigger and more annoying. Um, so I was doing that, and then I was listening to SBK Live as a fan, and uh, I never liked calling into radio stations or radio phone calls in general. So I would email them because uh, they gave out their emails all the time. So if I had something to say, I would just email them. And uh, that's how we developed a uh, a communication, a, a friendship, rapport, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and then eventually one day the, the producer, Matt, a.k.a. Cabin Boy, he just emailed me back and said, hey, we want to do a movie segment. I know because I always email them about movies. So we want to do a movie segment. Would you be interested in calling in and giving it a shot? So I called in one Monday and we did like a seven to ten minute segment. It went great. They asked me to call back in the next week and then it. Over two years, that turned from a seven-minute call-in segment to an hour-long in-studio segment that had multiple segments, like uh, the movie news segment. Not a movie news. had a box office recap, movie reviews. Uh, we did a, a trivia game at the end, the movie chain game. So then essentially what happened is I built Cinema Crest built Benisa. Show. I built yeah. the show within their yeah. show. And then once their show got canceled for BS reasons, um, I just lifted that format out of the radio show and turned it into a podcast. And then Kevin helped me do that. So, oh, very nice. So that's how the show started back in January 2013. Just hit episode 302? Yep, 302 was this weekend. That's amazing. So yeah. that's a big... I, I know that numbers are tough when you're a podcaster. You're like, sure. oh, it's 100, it's 200, it's 300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the it's, benchmarks, all the landmarks. Yeah, it's yeah. just another show, mm -hmm. essentially. Like, but at the same time... Yeah, at the same, yeah it is. Like, uh, yeah, look, we've been doing it now for, for this many years. Three, there's a lot of shows that start, and then they think, oh, I can do this. And then they're done after a couple of months let alone yeah. a few years. Yeah. So uh, it does feel good to hit those high numbers in terms of uh, produced content and whatnot. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, 300 was just sort of... Well, in our case, actually, 300 was a bit of a special episode. There was like some some weirdness going on. It kind of went backwards the whole time. The segments went backwards. Curtis Earth was our guest. It was a, it was a weird one. So I wouldn't suggest that be people's first episode that they listen to i think that with your show it's going to be uh almost as current as possible like i don't know that and I, i'm kind of mm. the same way mm. whereas my guests are um different every week so mm. you could go back and if you know somebody it'd be good to listen to them sure but i think with your show if you're going to jump into it the most recent one is probably good the most recent one's good because you'll yeah you'll hear the most relevant information to right. us today so you've seen the movies from this past weekend yes yes uh you're talking about the news that's going on right now yes if you, if you go back listen to an episode from a couple of years ago you'll hear us talking about, oh look the the trailer for this movie just came out let's talk about oh we think this is gonna be good or not and then you can be like well i know these guys don't like this movie because they already <laughs> released that episode yeah um so yeah there is some obviously like out of date and content but then there's also um uh, evergreen stuff it's still going to be yeah. entertaining and you do reviews for older movies as well absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, we try to do whatever we watch we'll at least try to talk about it in some capacity and then also depends on the uh, the guests that we have we try to have guests pretty often so um, they help keep things evergreen and, mm -hmm. and, and relevant down the road that's for sure five years in mm -hmm. your takeaways like as far as if you were to give advice to somebody who wanted to go out and start a podcast you mm. know you, we hear the same things sure. but i'd like to 
I like to hear from people who have been doing it for as long as you, mm-hmm. because I think it reinforces it. Like not okay. everybody who starts out or wants to start out doesn't want to hear just keep doing it. Right. Don't stop. Right. Um, but it's like that's that, that's that, the that number is, one. That is the key. I think the, what people would get hung up on would then be um, download numbers, listenership. Uh, people start up a show, and it's this weird thing where it's 2018, and because uh, uh, we all have access to this equipment, and we all have the internet has given us all a platform to be right. heard. And all these analytics. And all these analytics to track whether we're being heard or not. So then when we then uh, get on this platform and start speaking, and then we use our analytics to see that no one's listening, what does that do to our psyche? You know, And I'm talking about was like a whole cultural level. Right. Um, uh, not to get too dark, but this is sort of what I do. I'm trying to keep it on brand. A lot of these like dudes who end up doing like uh, these big violent events, you know, mass stabbing, shootings, etc. If you go back into their histories, they're oftentimes people who were ranting, raving on the internet in different ways via YouTube videos, Facebook posts. You always see this in the articles. Mm-hmm. And those views, those videos, they have no interaction. No one's listening to these people. So they all feel very alienated despite having this huge platform. So not only are they handed a giant megaphone, a huge bullhorn to get their or word what, out there, what you no think one can hear is. it. Yes, yeah, what you that's think what is. we're called. Yeah, yes. that's what we're led to believe so that, that all of these that, things are. That people are going to be able to hear you, yeah. and then they can't. And that can be causing a lot of problems psychologically on a bigger level. Now, on a more micro level, when it comes to individual on a podcast, you can't let that freak you out, especially if you don't have any sort of following at all You know, ahead of time. It's going to take forever build up a halfway decent following and even then you have to learn what that is so like the average podcast episode after 30 days we'll get 140 downloads after 30 days so there's a lot of people out there who are starting shows and they're thinking well i'm not getting a thousand downloads per episode no one's listening well no one's getting a thousand downloads an episode unless you've been doing it for years or you're famous going in or you're a famous going to your stand-up comedian or you're an actor or or you've been doing it for five six seven eight years you know so there's a podcast in town that i've been doing it for a while tom and dan obviously although they are they started on the radio so they had a huge following yeah but they've also been podcasting for like 10 years now so they've built that what they've they've built it it's take it's taken them time and then other people hear that like oh i have a computer i can buy a microphone i can do this at home and then they put out their garbage show and it gets 20 downloads and they're like i don't know what's going on why so you gotta you gotta plug away like you said but then ignore the metrics for a while and just do your show and build your build your show build your platform then hopefully the people will come and i I think that's a good point too is that almost all shows when they're first starting out are somewhat garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Mine was 100%. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know. I I, I didn't even have my voice yet. Mm -hmm. And so you don't know that. It it could vary, but you're probably going to be 20 shows in before you even start realizing Before you feel good about what you're doing in any way whatsoever. Absolutely. That is so true. Um, Even when you think of like, go back and look at some successful television shows. Uh, Go back and watch the watch the first episode of Seinfeld or The oh, Office. Oh, awful. You're like, what? This is not yeah. the show that I ended Parks up loving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, completely what, different. Like, what is this? Uh, because they're figuring it out and you yeah. got to give them time to figure it out. Podcasting is the same way. I wouldn't recommend people listen to episode one of my show. It was like two and a half hours of us just rambling and and even though I had my structure, I was like all over the place. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't any good. You know, it was my first time hosting my own show. So, yeah, yeah it, it's taken a while to get to a point where I can be like, listen to my show. I feel good about this, you know? Yeah. So what you started from there, uh, so Cinema Crespo di So, yeah. 
doing well out there. Mm. You're doing the reviews, mm-hmm. um, doing news, some trivia, yeah, yeah, other things like that. And I, I think with a, with some podcasts, it's like you know one of the reasons you're listening to it is not only for the information, mm-hmm. uh, which is very valuable, but also for the conversation. Sure, yeah, you gotta you want to when you're listening to a show. I know when I listen to a show, I want to like the people that I'm listening to. And yeah, I, and I want to fly like, on the wall. Yeah, and I want to like their conversation. So it, it's almost like. The same thing with SBK Live. I felt like, oh, I could talk to these guys. Like, if I was yeah. in the room with them, I could be a part of the conversation. So I guess that's sort of the trick that you're trying to get people to to follow along with you. Like, oh, yeah, you are a, you're a part of this as we're talking about uh, Halloween or whatever movie we just saw. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you then, we'll kind of pivot here to PFT Media. Okay. So you recognized a need. Um, you saw maybe other uh, podcast networks that were out there. And yeah, you sure. said, you know what? Orlando could use something like this or yeah, sure. we could encourage each other and mm-hmm. help each other by doing this. Yeah, I've always been a, a believer in a rising tide floats all boats, you know, so I've always been trying to use my show to promote other shows to make them more popular. And then hopefully they promote my show as they get more popular. You know, Many of your guests are podcasts. Yes, exactly. Uh, hosts. Uh, what, if you host a podcast or a radio show, a great source of guests or other podcasters and other radio hosts, because first off, they're going to be comfortable in front of a microphone. And then hopefully then they turn around and promote you to their audience, sure. you know? Um, so yeah, that's a big thing. Um, so what we did was, uh, I, I saw it. I was like, yeah, we could put together a network. And then my buddy Steve already sort of had a radio network going. He called it Pft Radio, P-F-F-T. There are actually F's in there. And his whole thing was Pft Radio, redefining indifference, which is what he was doing. But he only had uh, two shows at the time. And those okay. shows still exist. What's the fuss and tidbits? So I went to him. I was like, listen, how about my show joins the network? And then we add other shows and we tried to build this up into like a real thing, a real business. So he was all on board for it. We we brainstormed how to do it for like four or five months and, you know, gathering the other podcasts together, all behind the scenes stuff before we announced it. Right. And seeing if they were interested. Exactly. Like that. Yep. Yeah. So then we got turned down by a handful of shows. Uh, some other shows reached out to us like, hey, we want to be a part of it. And we're like, eh, you're not really fitting what we're trying to do because we're trying to be a little picky in terms of um, quality of content and everything. Well, you also can't have three of the same format Ex- shows. Exactly. Right? And uh, the thing is with us sort of inheriting what's the fuss, uh, Rocky's show, they're very much a, uh, oh, what's in the news? Let's hang out and just, you know, be relevant and topical in a comedic way, which is like the default mode for podcasts. Right. 50% of podcasts is just three dudes uh, sitting around a table, yep. you know, talking about, oh, what happened? what you do this weekend? I went to Universal Studios. So, um, so I you re- got that down. Yeah, so I wanted to limit that. <laughs> so we had that in Poking the Bear. Poking the Bear is not even a show anymore, so everything else has to have a point. So we have the Simon Time Trivia Show, which is a game show. It's a trivia show, and that's one of our very few shows that's good for the whole family. Everyone can sit down, turn it on. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know... Uh, terrible language, adult humor and language yeah. and stuff like that. If someone curses, I bleep it out. So it's very much family friendly. Um, the opposite spectrum of that is the Lady Raptastic show, where she's a crazy, ribald, raunchy lady who talks about her neighborhood for like 20 minutes every week. And uh, that is not safe for kids at all. It, it's a wild, wild show. And then just, you know, everything that would be in the middle. So uh, we were always looking for something that can fill a niche. We still are looking for things that uh, uh, would help flesh out our network in a wonderful way. We're also doing video stuff, web series stuff. We have a new series on PFTV. 
That's our YouTube channel. Oh, nice. And there's a series called Up a Stream where uh, my boy Billy D, he lives up in New York. He is putting together a web series where twice a month a new episode comes out that's like, I think, about 10 minutes an episode, five to 10 minutes. And he's picking movies that are on streaming services Netflix, Hulu, Shudder. And he's just giving you his choices. Hey, you looking for something to watch? Here we go. Here's a couple of options. So that is just starting. He just put a. A Halloween horror movie edition of uh, oh, very cool. of Up a Stream. So people can find out if they go right to our website, pftmedia.com. Mm-hmm. On the top there, it says PFTV. You click on that, and it gives you a link to all the videos that we have posted up there. Well, I like that you have also the you know sort of the themes, the niches that you're still looking for mm-hmm. on the website. So there's uh, something about biscuits. We're we're looking for a biscuit show. You know, anything biscuit, about biscuits? We live yeah. in the, we live in the South. Biscuits are super popular. It's mm-hmm. hard to make them properly. You can easily oversalt your biscuits. Well, I would imagine it's hard to come up with content. And this is what I was surprised at. Mm -hmm. You want a daily biscuit podcast. Well, that's the thing. You think it's hard to come up with it, but all the places in town that sell biscuits. I mean, you can do... They do have biscuits every day. Yeah, and you can do a whole week, five episodes, a whole week on just Red Lobster Cheddar Bay biscuits. I mean, there's no reason to even... Just a deep dive. Yeah, a deep dive. You can do an entire month, an entire month of October, just go to Red Lobster... And eat Cheddar Bay biscuits, and every day it's all well, on this Tuesday. They were a little too cheddary. No one's so, ever said that. Some of the other ones were, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. there was uh, Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones is our uh, anti-bullying show mm-hmm. where we go around, we find uh, we find people who grew up and like they tell us that they were bullied. So we go and we help them track down their bully, and then we confront them in their place of work. So if they're you know at a I fast food that. place, or if that. they're uh, usually they're cops, often they're cops, and uh, we confront them in the parking lot. We try to do it in front of their supervisor, and we ask him, like, "How come you know why are you throwing all these sticks and stones?" You know you broke some bones. And then we try to get their uh, mea culpa. I, I love everything about that. Yeah. Uh, and then the Haberdashery show. The Haberdashery is a deceptively titled show. You see, you think it's about hat making, but it's yeah. actually a, a, a business podcast about my brother's new steakhouse that he's calling the Haberdashery. And it's one of these places where it's like a speakeasy. You walk in, there's an old man. He's working yeah. on a felt hat. And then he tell him, oh, I'm looking for the, the restaurant. Secret. The yeah. secret code. The secret code is I'm looking for the restaurant. And then uh, he, a, he opens the door behind the counter. I don't know how anybody's going to figure that out. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, it's not going to last long as his business, but it's my brother's idea. And then he go through the back, and then there's the haberdashery, which is the steakhouse. And it's all, you know, the best chicken tenders in town. So this will be the podcast that you listen to while you're eating. And I thought that was neat. Yes. Like, they, they, that they, sort of environmental Well, it's, play, it's, play, it's playing on the speakers, first of all. So there's always, like, 24-7, like a radio network. The show is always playing. Yeah. But if you walk in, like, oh, I haven't heard this episode yet then we give you some headphones and it's all programmed you can go back to the episode that you left off at and then listen to your own episode while you eat steak i like that yeah uh, and then the last, uh, and I think this is the the best one by far, mm-hmm. is the alternative tours. So you can listen to, if you're going into yeah. the Orlando Museum of Art, mm-hmm. or if you're going to downtown, mm-hmm. uh, you guys will do, or you looking for a podcast. We are, but uh, we are working with certain places in town that will allow us to do the alternative tours. So we are currently looking for people to help us put together alternative tours for the uh, the landfill over in East Orlando. Yep. Uh, it's a uh, great place to just go walk around great and Great place explore. to walk around, do picking. I'm actually talking to local comedian Big Tim Murphy about uh, his alternate tour audio would be him being like, if you look over to the right, baby, you can see uh, that fridge over there is only $22 to take it home right now. It's sort of like a, a, a shopping guide, if you will. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, we're talking about that. And then there's the whole alternative speaking tour of Colonial, East Colonial, from, mm-hmm. from Alafaya to downtown, where you got to walk it going down one side of the street 
going uh, west, and then you walk up east the other way. Okay. It takes about... So you go both sides. You go both sides. You walk straight uh, down like on one side, you know straight what? up the other side, all the way back how, to Alafaya. That's how I shop at a mall, is you go down one side, down you're one, looking yeah. only to the right. Yeah. Because if you look to the left, that throws everything It'll off. It'll distract you. Yeah. And you, 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 then maybe you're looking forward to the gap. Yes. But then the rest, then the rest of the stores the, don't right, seem as sweet. And you walk right by the pack sun. And like, what are you going to do without all those cargo pants? Oh, my gosh. Exactly. So, yeah, all, uh, walking all the way up and down. Florida, it, it's about a seven and a half hour episode. So uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to take a while to produce. But what once it's it, out there, it's, it's going to be very time. popular. I mean, it's in real time. It is real time. Yeah, yeah, that's why it took so long to even record it. Well, and what I like is you're releasing it at different speeds. So yes. if you walk a little bit slower, mm-hmm. you can get it at like the at like 33 point, and a half. Five, RPM, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're uh, maybe if you're a jogger, one point seven five. You know, make our own. You're listening to it fast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, works great. I yeah. love, I yeah. love everything about that. <laughs> all right, so all these fake shows that you're definitely not doing <laughs> or asking for. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you're just you're totally going to get all these solicitations we'll, for all these shows. We'll, we'll, we'll do them all. PFT Radio Network at <laughs> Gmail dot com. Give us your, uh, your throwing your hat in the ring, and we'll we'll work with you. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Seriously, though, are you looking for anything specific, or is there something that you know? There's a niche that. Because you've got yeah. sort of the scotch and good conversation. You've got the one-on-one or one-on-two interview yep. shows. We got we had interview shows. We have um, the Daily City was our like our local news oh, yeah. show. Um, but Mark Baratelli at the Daily City has sort of evolved the brand of what the Daily City is, and that he'd be another great guest for you. Actually, he's evolved from. Uh, blogging, writing about the city to now doing live events. He put on the Orlando Flea, the Food Very Truck Bazaar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's uh, kind of evolving what he's doing. So the podcast is going to change with that. And is he still doing the other one, the um, seven-minute... Is that the one, the Daily City one? The Daily City one, yeah. That's the one that's like... At, the, at most, it was seven minutes. Sometimes yeah. it was only four or five minutes. Okay. Quick, bang, bang. It was like ten stories in and out, a little bit of sass, a little bit of snark. Um, but it was all based on stuff that he was writing on his website. So got since it, he's not it. really writing anymore, he do- doesn't have the content to regurgitate in podcast form. So that's why we're trying to figure out. Maybe he might do like an interview, business interview, local entrepreneurial type stuff because he's very connected with the, the local community there. Sure. So we may do something like that. So, yeah, we we do have some niche stuff filled, but there are so many things, so many ideas. And, you know, people come up with crazy show ideas podcast ideas all the time so uh like i guess i I guess one of the questions i have is you can come up with any number of ideas right yeah and they all may seem good on paper absolutely for someone to uh necessarily join the network do you want to see like proof of concept do it um that helps uh if you are looking to Start a show, we can talk about it, but it definitely helps if you have some history because, uh, you know, we are trying to help people uh, do these shows and create content, but at the same time, I don't want to, like, invite someone aboard, they do a couple episodes, and then it peters out. And, and then, then they disappear. And yeah. Then they, yeah, and then, like, well, now I have, uh, now we have a graveyard of dead shows that we tried to start. You know, I really want to avoid that appearance for at yeah, least yeah, a little yeah. while, you know? Um, so we are trying to be a little more picky about who we bring on board. So we are open then to shows that are already existing and say, hey, we would like to join you. In which case, I'm like, all right, great. I would, I would like to see your numbers. I would like to make sure that, you know, there is a benefit to bringing you aboard, that it's not a one-way street. And also, um, what is your show about? So we've been hit up more than once by shows like, we would like to join your network. And then I pulled the show, and it's a show about nothing. It's another 
bunch of people in a room talking every just week talking about, about oh what did you do last weekend i went to the store oh that's so fascinating so uh, <laughs> I, I have to tell them thanks for no things we have this uh niche filled if you have a specific idea you would like to do you know come back at me with that and some people have and some people haven't i'm talking to some people we're developing some things so um it's a possibility but you know it's not a guaranteed thing yeah. yeah, but if people want to reach out, they can absolutely. Where do you stand on um, like the short, the season um, uh, podcast? I like them. Actually, uh, been trying to do. We're working on some that will be season form. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're working on some that will be. Is uh, it more story based or is it? Yeah, we're. I, we're, I don't want to uh, no, like, fine, spoil no, anything. No, it's fine. It's still a while away because we're literally still writing the story. Yeah. I have a couple down and doing, but um, we're working on one narrative show that will be seasonal. So I don't know, eight, ten, twelve episodes tells a story and then. We'll take a break, let it sit there for people to discover it. Figure out as we come yeah. up with the second season story, you know, sort of a American horror story anthology type of thing. Um, so I'm totally fine with that. I, that's the thing with podcasting; you can do whatever you want. I almost thought about the idea of the only problem with this is hosting fees and then paying the money. But I wanted to come up with a season of a show, 10, 12 episodes of whatever, whatever the topic is, and then. Uh, Drop them all at once, Netflix style. Like here are twelve episodes of a completed show. Go ahead and audio yeah. binge it. You know, yeah, and, then, it. and then see how that works. So, only thing is, then you're paying for essentially like three, four months worth of hosting fees for one month uh, to cover all of that data and whatever. So, it might is it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. So, that's the thing with podcasting. It's still the wild west. You can do whatever you want, whatever different yeah. ways you can figure out to pr- produce your show, promote it. You know, just do it because there's no one out there to tell you no. Don't do it that way. Right. Yeah. It's just a matter of you coming up with that uh, ambition. Yep. And you coming up with that, uh, the energy to keep doing it yeah. week in and week out. Yeah. The uh, the drive to, to yeah. not want to stop. Yeah. It's amazing how many shows begin full of gusto. They have logos and t shirts and Twitter accounts before they have a single episode. And then, like a few months later, oh, what happened to your show? Oh, you, you gave up on it so quickly, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you had these great T-shirts. Awesome. Well, box boxes of them <laughs> in your closet. Wonderful car uh, wash rags. <laughs> I would, I would absolutely, yeah. Don't go directly for the merch. No, please yeah, don't. Please, uh, great bit of advice. First. Yeah. Uh, so let's listen to a song. Okay. We're already at the end of the first hour. Great. I'm a delight to talk to. So it goes by quickly. Awesome. Milo, uh, the rapper who was just here, I think, last week at uh, Will's Pub. The Backpackers Sermon from Mount Jansport. <laughs> That's good. Just a great name. That's good. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida. Chris Crespo, thank you so much. And if people want to learn more about PFT Media, of course, pftmedia.com. Correct. Thank you. All right. Very good. And uh, yeah, we'll hear this. You're listening to a certain degree. And second hour coming up with Bad Business Ideas. I got a pop, you're a trivia guy. I got a pop quiz for you. Perfect. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm intimidated, but uh, it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be Everything fun. will be fine. Uh, you're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Eating, walking, weather, the restroom. What do all of these things have in common? Right. They can all mess up your clothes. And your clothes are literally the most important things you wear on a day-to-day basis. As much as we'd like, we can't replace eating, walking, weather, and the restroom with something less dangerous to our appearance. Guess what? We have a solution to this terrible problem. Turnabout is the first company on the planet that manufactures clothes as stylish as they are reversible. You will literally be wearing your clothes inside out, ready to do the old switcheroo in case something untoward happens. Turnabout clothes look exactly the same in either configuration, and they are manufactured with a space-age polymer that prevents liquids or puddings from soaking through. Get sized at toacertaindegree.com. 
Hey, we're back. Yeah, it's so bad that I accidentally played the song at the wrong time. Uh, good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. We just heard from Beach House. That was drunk in L.A. I don't know if that's how they meant it to be pronounced, but I like to say it that way. Uh, so that reminded me a little bit of uh, my guest today, Chris Crespo. Hey. Not because you're drunk. That or helps, in, though. Or in L.A., yeah. But L.A. being the uh, Hollywood land yes. place. Yes, Hollywood land. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, you do a great show called uh, Cinema Crespodiso, mm-hmm. and that is uh, movie-related, yes. obviously with the name Cinema. Absolutely. And the name Chris, uh, Crespo. Crespo, so it's Chris Crespo-related as well. Yes. Yeah. I like both of those things. Those are good things. Because you're talking about movies, so Correct. that makes sense. Correct. And uh, there are plenty of movie shows out there. But there's only one show about Chris Crespo. Is, Actually, well, I mean, is this, this show is kind yeah, of I about guess Chris Crespo. This episode is, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I produce like three other shows that I'm on, so I guess you can sort of. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But anyway, people should Chris listen Crespo to that. Content out there. Chris, there you go. Chris PftMedia.com. Right. Thank you. So, uh, Chris, this is now the time for bad business ideas. and so I'm, I'm all about business ideas. A successful businessman. Absolutely. Dripping in gold. Look at me. I, I, there was so much gold. I was like, "How can you even walk?" It's hard. I know your your truck tilted to the right. I apologize for that. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even want to get in because you're like, "Oh, a truck." Yeah, that's it's so not, common. It's not a gold truck. I mean, do you, <laughs> do you at least have gold undercarriage under there? Where you know, yeah, I yeah. obviously have gold undercarriage. Good, 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 good. So good. let's play the song. Oh, did you want to add anything to that, or do you want me to just play it? Just play it. Okay. Bad business ideas It's time to pick just one It's gonna be totally legal We hope it won't hurt anyone So come on, have some fun Yes, bad business ideas We start with questions no one else wants to answer <laughs> Actually, they're questions that people answer all the time We just answer them poorly and wrongly Okay Yeah. I, so, bad business idea, just real quick uh, bumper stickers for the bottom of your car. Yeah. Just in case you flip it at some point. That's a good idea because that's a great idea. Yeah, people get into accidents all the time. And somebody yep. gets a driverless cars, it's going to happen, you know, so might as well put them underneath. So I'm going to put the PFT or the uh, the, the um, magnet? Cinema Crespo sticker and the, the PFT magnet that you gave me mm-hmm. on the bottom of my car. That's great because then there's less sun damage on them. They'll, yeah. they'll last longer. And let, let's face it, when I flip my car... Mm-hmm. And the looky loos are stopping by. The to, rubberneckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to see those. It's you pre- can't buy that kind of. It's the best kind of advertising. Yeah. 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 All right. Because it, it creates car accidents and then they're going to have to see it. Yeah. I love everything about this. This is working great. This is okay. So bad business ideas in general, the, the whole theme of it is mm-hmm. I have all these ideas in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like my dad did, just like his dad did. Sure. Uh, we come from a, a family of people who move from country to country. Mm-hmm. Doing these ideas, uh, getting on the wrong side of the law, and then leaving immediately. Okay. So gypsy-like yeah. sure, sure, in yeah. many ways. Yes. And so uh, these are just a couple. I want you to look into your heart okay. and see which one you feel is the best one for you. Because by being on the show, I don't know if you read this, mm-hmm. you're going to have to take one of these ideas. And run with and it. And run with it. Well, that's why I'm here. I need ideas. Okay, I'm great. So, I'm starting to run out of my own. Great. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this. Okay. What is one of the most expensive parts of making a movie? Um, the actors. 
Okay. Yeah, that's one. not the answer I was looking for. What's another expensive part? The locations. Mm. The mm. Uh, the clothing. Uh huh. All these things are expensive. The food. Wow. Okay. Catering. What about the sound design? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, great. <laughs> great. So what we're going to do today, what I'm going to pitch you today, and I'm going to just get everything queued up here, Okay. is I, 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 I was thinking Foley design. The Foley artists Foley, yes. are very expensive. I was just talking to someone about Foley work yesterday, going out there with the microphone and actually creating the actual sound. The yeah. sounds, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what if we could save the organizations, the movie makers, the directors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the producers, mm-hmm. the gaffers, the best boys, yep. a lot of the trouble of making those sounds. Sure. By coming up with the sounds first, and then they could just film to the sound. Ah, it's like when you're making a music video, you cut the video to the music. Exactly. You don't make the video first and then write a song. This, I think, would save a lot of energy, too, in terms of the writing process mm-hmm. as well. Because if you already have the, the sounds. Yeah. Like, you know, you have, like this scene is going to have a gunshot. You're in it. Yes. Yeah. So we have to have a gun or at least a car backfiring. Your options are very limited that way. Very limited. But by limiting your options, it, it makes you work harder to write something. It gives you freedom. It does. It's, limiting your options gives you freedom. It's amazing how that works, I, actually. I'm not sure if that's accurate. No, I, I, I believe okay. that restrictions are important because if you just have a blank canvas and you just sit there staring at it, like, I don't know where to put this happy is tree. It, I knew you were the perfect person exactly. for this. Exactly. I agree. The name of the business is Holy Foley. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm actually, and I, I, I put some of these together yeah. as examples. So I'm going to play one right now. Okay. And I want you to think, like, how would you do this movie? What would it be like for you? How does it smell? How does it, well, I guess movies don't smell unless they're terrible. Unless it's smell vision Right. Yeah. Good point. Okay, so what movie, what scene would you see when you hear this? So maybe space, maybe a little sci-fi. Definitely, uh, we're in a cave. We're in a space cave. We're on, we're on a cave on the moon. We're, we're discovering the subterranean moon men. I think in this scene, as we're getting deeper and deeper, sounds like we're setting off little like you know strings that are like alarms. When you hit the string, it's, like, yeah. it's making that sound. So we're setting off alarms. We're alerting the moon men, and there uh, is a big climactic moment of act one where where we discover we're not alone in our little pocket of the universe perfect yeah yeah the sound has given me the entire movie this is the whole thing you got it you got it i think there's rocks falling as well that's part of the digging going down yeah and then then they discover the moon men and they're scrambling to get back out to the surface but the, the rocks are crumbling underneath them and they're they're scrabbling to get get a good grip meanwhile the the moon men are coming they're coming for them I like how you keep going back to the moon man. Because they're made I, of I really cheese, like and it's very yeah. important because uh, this is where, in, in this movie, it's uh, all about cheese farming. So uh, they're going to the moon to find the cheese, the moon cheese, but then yeah. they discover the moon men. They discover the cheese is actually the men. The cheese was the men The cheese along. is the men all along. Uh, it's like the sixth sense when you find out Bruce Willis was in the movie the entire time. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking thing. Soylent Green, but yeah. Same thing. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also that. Okay. Bruce Willis is Soylent Green, too. Yeah. He always is Soylent Green in every movie. Yeah. No matter That's what. another cinematic universe. Yeah, it is. The yeah. Bruce Willis. The Bruce Willis. <laughs> the Bruce Willis sphere. Uh, okay. So let's, let's. You got another one in you? Okay. That's okay. Right. Ready? Oh, okay. So this is. Uh, 
It's a police scanner of some sort. So what's this scene? This Are scene? we in a police car? No, I think we're... <laughs> I think we're home. Uh, Someone's practicing their piccolo. So we got, we got, so this scene's about twins, two brothers. One of them is trying to follow the police scanner to be a vigilante. The other one just wants to work on his piccolo in order to put his, was that a, a, a sheep to sleep? I think it's a cat. A cat? All right, so yeah. using the piccolo to try to put the cat to sleep while the other guy, while the brother is trying to use the, the police scanner because they're, they are a, uh, are they crime-solving brothers? They, they have a joint business. It's two businesses under one roof. So one of them is a private detective, and then the other one is uh, um, like a hotel for cats. Oh. But, but they're sharing rent. So while one guy's trying to listen to his police scanner, this is the, the central conflict of the entire film is based on this right here. It's where the cat. It's the cat. It's the one guy trying to do his job with the police scanner, the other guy trying to put the cats to sleep with his piccolo, and that's where all your conflict comes from, these two trying to make these businesses work. Of course, really that, like that. Of course it turns out uh, the mystery cat comes in that reacts a certain way to the piccolo, and it helps the dude uh, solve his crimes with the police scanner. It all yeah. comes together in the end. I, beautiful, I really, beautiful way. I, man, that, that sounds like a movie... I would not only want to see, mm -hmm. I would want to see with the sound. Yes. On. That's important because without the sound, you'd well, be like, most of the time, this makes no sense. I'll be honest. One of the reasons I came up with this is because I almost always watch movies without the sound. Sound off. Yeah. Because I like to come up with my own idea of mm -hmm. what they're saying. Sure, sure. Why they're doing the things they're doing. So not even subtitles. No. I like no. that. I, I like don't like that. to read. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what I do? I don't do it with the sound off. I will shut the sound off. I won't do it silently. I'll just play my own music. Oh, that's Because I'm good. like, you know what? I like music. I know what I'm doing. You know doing. what would have been a better song here yes. is my anything be, by Brian Adams. Yes. Oh, man. Don't even get yeah. me started. Except for uh, Robin Hood, Prince of which Thieves. Which already has Brian In which Adams. case, do not touch that soundtrack. Correct. It's already perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Okay. Let's do one more. Uno mas. Okay. So it's storming. Where are we at? We're stormy. It's, uh, we're in the, mm -hmm. the stormy plains of Australia. Okay. Out in the outback where it's known to thunder and lightning. And it, all right. Old West yep. Australia. Okay. I hear a train. Gunshots. This is a movie in this scene. It's the opening of, uh, what is that, Splash Mountain? Yes. In, We're doing Splash Mountain the movie? Splash Mountain the movie, but it's set in Australia. Perfect. Because I, I like Australian accents. Well, we can get out all eight of the Hemsworth brothers to be in it then. All of them. Plus, they're dead. Yeah. Their dad is stupid ripped, too. It's very annoying. Uh, so the Hemsworths are starting this where they're, they're, they are the crew hired to build a brand new Splash Mountain in Disneyland, Australia. And uh, it's Disney, Disney Melbourne. And uh, they're, 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 they're building Splash Mountain, and, uh, but they all have different ideas because it's the Australian version. So it's oh, like, yeah. well, the water needs to turn in the other direction, and, and there should be wallabies here. And, uh, didgeridoos. Didgeridoos, a lot of wow, 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 wow. And a lot of, uh, at the end, when you when get to the top before the, the ride, the flume ride goes down into the water, there should be, uh, you got to throw a baby off the, the raft, and a dingo catches it in the air. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything Australian. Okay. Yeah. But no no shrimp, though. Uh, I'm not into seafood. Chris, that was just idea one. Okay. That's You've got another one coming. That was a great idea. Holy Foley? Holy Foley. I'm into it. Was the first idea. So I'll invest. <laughs> great. <laughs> Do in. you even want to hear the second idea? I mean, yeah, sure. I have more money. 
Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so wonderful having... I'm just going to have rich people on from that's now a, on. That's the best way to do it. Uh, so this came up, the idea that, you know, in especially the superhero movies, okay. there aren't always the best villains. Correct. Right? Very correct. Yeah, yeah we absolutely. got Loki. Pretty solid. It was okay. Yeah. Um, we had... Uh, uh, Killmonger, Killmonger, yeah, and Black Panther, yeah. Very, very good. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, 15 movies between the introduction of Loki and Killmonger. A lot of boring villains in there. terrible, terrible villains. Boring boring villains, yeah. Terrible villains. And so what I'm thinking is Mm -hmm. maybe we don't know how to be villains. Like, if you can't write, Mm -hmm. if you can't imagine yourself in the villain role, how can you write the villain role? I think it's true, yeah. Right? So what I want to do is create, and I noticed this with my daughter especially, she's not great at lying. Okay. So I'm a little concerned about her just for the world in general. Yeah. But also as a training method for getting them ready for going out into the world Mm -hmm. and writing the villains. Uh, a summer camp, a new kind of summer camp. Okay. It's called Snappy Campers. Okay. And w- kids can learn real practical skills that they can apply in the corporate space mm-hmm. uh, or in the creative space. Okay. And so some of the topics, some of the classes you would have, you wouldn't just have like woodworking and sailing and whatever you do at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have ones like uh, covering your tracks, Ooh, hiding the evidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, finding a person's weak spot. Okay, that's good. That's, yeah, that's very because important. That's a, it takes a little bit of detective yeah. work. You know, you just don't want to go after somebody for obvious reasons. You want to get down you into gotta, their psyche. You got to know where where to make them really, really hurt for a long, long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, leading through fear, okay, obviously yeah, yeah, very sure, important. Sure, sure, sure. So this is a lot like the Slytherin approach to summer camps. Absolutely, uh, ninja throwing stars. I think we don't teach enough of that we'll, we anymore. Don't, we don't teach enough throwing weapons in general. Let alone yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could use more darts. Darts can be very deadly. Uh, pranks, evil pranks, evil pranks, evil pranks. Like the kind that people will think are funny, like other people will think are funny. But sure. again, you're really scarring that person. Yeah. So not not just a whoopee cushion. Yep. But more like a, a bucket of water type of prank that's on yeah. the top of the door, but then it's like filled with a, it's a block of ice. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes and yes. they're afraid of ice. You only do that to the ones afraid of ice. Correct. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because a lot of people are afraid of ice. I'm frightened of ice. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, I don't even understand it. No. Like, I do not like it. it. It's there and then it's gone. Yeah. Now there's water. So weird. I don't understand this. Arts and crafts. So we'll just always have arts oh, and crafts. Sure, sure. And important. then crushing your enemies. That's the pretty key. I feel like is that going to be the final seminar, like the last day? I, the that's crush your kind of the seminar? capstone. Yeah, of the everything. capstone. Exactly. You, you've learned all these things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, obviously, only half of the people graduate because right. the other half are going to be crushed. That's right. Yeah, at yeah. this camp. Yeah, because but they, they need something. enemies. They, yeah, they need enemies to you practice need arch on. Enemies. I think this all works. Um, it's it's tough being a villain. It takes a certain. Um, Evil, je ne sais quoi, that a lot of people don't have. You have to put a lot of effort I into think, being the villain. I mean, it takes their style, there's planning. St- st- yep. Yeah. There's, you gotta be patient. You have yeah. To, like you said, you have to find the weak spots. How do you do that? Stakeouts. You do yeah. a lot of hiding in trees at night with binoculars, like examining your enemies and their the, natural habitat. There's so much work that goes into it. So like much work. A, a person like the Joker makes it seem so easy. Yeah. He's, right? He's, effortless. He's going around with hand stitched suits. That's hard you to know? do. 
you you don't even see how much work the Joker puts into everything. Yeah, all, you just see his plan unfurling. Yeah. You don't see him uh, rigging the two ferry boats with bombs. You don't see him uh, doing the recruiting process and like answering uh, Craigslist uh, emails. They'd be like, oh, this one wants to be in my gang. Right. Okay, let's set up a meeting at Starbucks at 7 a.m. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's Can a you lot be of work. here? Uh, you right. can't be here? Okay, well, let's... You know what? I'll do a we join in, and you know we'll get everybody's yeah, schedules yeah, lined up. Yeah, and, it's like, oh, okay. You know what? We'll just do a Skype meeting instead. Yeah. You know, I'm really busy. What uh, project management software are you using to keep yeah, track yeah, of all exactly. these things? Like, do you know QuickBooks? I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for right now to be part of my gang. So yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's so a lot someone, of work. Some pivot tables. So that might be some other classes that we have. I think at yeah. this, at Snappy. Campers. I think I think recruitment would be a, a good class to have. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So now. You have two wonderful meals set before you. Oh, man. You have to choose one. Snappy campers or holy foley? That is correct. I, you know, holy foley, I, I appreciate that it's all about um, saving money. Mm -hmm. And it's all about uh, assisting in the creative process. I love that very much as a content producer. I love helping people um, create their, their dreams. But... True villainy is hard to find in this world. Uh, a lot of people just stumble into their evilness, and you're just like, oh, you know, anti-gay, I'm just like, that's so boring. Let's be real evil, real villains on the Joker level, on the uh, Magneto level, you know. Have yeah. a, I think also will be important, a good class to have. I will do snappy campers, but only if we have, if we add the class Know your purpose, uh, uh, where you can't just be a villain, a boring villain to, uh, going around robbing banks. Have a purpose. Have an ethos. Why are you doing this? Why are you a villain? A mission statement. Yes. A uh, brand statement. Hashtag yeah. Magneto was right. Believe in what you're doing, and that's how you'll get your, your followers. That's how you get your henchmen. You can't just be a wishy-washy villain. So I think that's maybe one of the most important classes. I feel like this is very parallel to our conversation about starting a podcast. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to be evil or you want to start a podcast, yeah. have a mission. Have a mission. And just keep going and Keep at going. It. And, and always get better. Always get better. And your and your followers, your, your followers will find you and they'll latch on because they'll believe in you. If you believe in yourself, they'll believe in you. I think the question now becomes, are podcasts evil? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. 100%. <laughs> it's all about the ego. Oh, my goodness. All right, so Snappy Campers. Snappy Campers. I'm, I'm on board for Snappy Campers. Holy, ho Holy Foley is good, but Snappy Campers is where I'm at. Very good. Well, let's listen to a song. This is uh, Midair Thief with Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're listening to a certain degree. Chris Crespo is here. ChrisCrespo.com. PFTmedia.com. And you can find, if you missed any of the show... It will be up on my site to a certain degree.com. And if you just search for that to a certain degree on all of the social media channels, you will more than likely find me or somebody else named to a certain degree. That'd be interesting if there was somebody actually named that. Like, Actual name? To assert and degree. Middle name, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. To, to really assert, neat. Andy degree. Andy. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Sounds Greekish? Uh, yeah, could be. <laughs> Could be. All right, you're listening to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, and this is Midair Thief. This episode is brought to you by Sikkim. Tis the season for a lot of ill, snotty people. And when they show up for work, we all feel bad for them. But we also want them to get away from us as quickly as possible. That's where Sikkim and our proprietary quarantine facility comes in. Heard someone cough? Call us. Did someone say bless you? Bless us, because now you won't catch that cold. Within 30 minutes or less, our specially outfitted Airstream trailer will be at your office, 
so you don't have to be Nero, patient zero. Your ill coworker goes in, and they don't come out until they are well. The Sikkim vehicle has multiple types of chicken soup, including vegan and gluten-free options. It has oxygen. We did test this out, and this version does have a way for them to breathe. And most importantly, there's Wi-Fi, so they can keep working. And they have to keep working. Sikkim. It's not an RV. It's an RVV, a recreational virus vehicle. Midair Thief on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was why? And I say it like that because it has a question mark on it, not because I'm Canadian, which I am as well. Oh, my condolences. Why? They're wonderful. Love Canadian <laughs> Sanders. They're the best. Come on. If it wasn't so cold up there, I'd live there. I know. You know? I know. That's I mean, what everybody says. But Toronto, they have underground heated passageways because it gets so cold during the winter. Yeah. No. Um, um, thank you. Yeah. We would have those here. No, here if we need. If it wasn't for the aquifers. No, here. The aquifers. No, here we need to put uh, misters on random corners like they have at the theme parks. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So people can walk around during the summer, but then stand in front of a mister. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with Chris Crespo. We're doing weather talk on WPRK. Yeah, yeah. Orlando weather talk. <laughs> so uh, today it was 65 degrees this morning. We got to do it NPR style. It was 65 degrees this morning. It was actually nice this morning. It was really nice. It was, cool. it yeah. was uh, eventually we'll get to winter. It's the reason why we live here for the most part. The weather. Correct. The nice weather. Yes. Yes. And all the other things. All the other things like the uh, the East Colonial walking tour. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Chris Crespo's here, chriscrespo.com, pftmedia.com. Mm-hmm. You know him as the host of Cinema Crespo Diso. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. And you've heard him on a number of other uh, radio stations, podcasts, yes. other things you're doing, Tom and Dan. Yeah. Uh, later I, today. As a matter of fact, I believe that show will be tonight. So from seven to probably nine, I'll be on the corporate time. And then uh, every Thursday, right here at WPRK. I call in at 6.30 p.m. to the Curtis Earth Show, and I talk to Curtis Earth about movies for about 10 to 15 minutes and racism and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah a good uh, portion of everything. Yeah. Uh, trivia is something that you do as well. Yes, I host trivia. Uh, again, we're at Rollins. I'm, my only gig right now is actually on Rollins campus. Every Tuesday at 8 p.m., I host Curtis Earth Trivia at uh, Dave's Boathouse. So it's essentially, it's, for, it's really for the students, anyone that's on campus, but mm-hmm. it's free trivia. First place team gets free dessert because it's a little, it's a restaurant, it's a little eatery in there. So there you go. What do you like about doing uh, the trivia stuff? Um, it's of all the jobs I've had my entire life, it has the best pay rate by far. By far the best pay rate. I, I get paid great and it's fun. I get, yeah. I get to play music. Um, I crack jokes while I ask the questions and give the answers, you know, um, uh, I, I actually enjoy it quite a bit because I liked playing trivia for years. I, yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. played Curtis Earth trivia at the Copper Rocket for years and stuff like that. And Simon Time trivia, he's great. So then I, at one point I was like, you know, I could use some monies right now and I have my evenings are free. So uh, I started doing trivia and I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. So did you do your own or did you start working for those guys? I started working for them okay. um, under the Curtis Earth banner. They, uh, I got them to train me and then they gave me my first few gigs. Actually, all my gigs. I've got them all through Curtis Earth. And uh, yeah, it's been almost two years now of being a trivia host. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. So then we're going to segue into the pop quiz. One of the reasons I do this is because I really enjoyed um, when the internet was first born. Sure, I remember that. On AOL. Yeah, I was America there. Online. I got those discs. Uh, 20 I, hours a month. Uh, I found, free. yeah, I found that somebody was looking for um, trivia, uh, like writing trivia questions. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah, for yeah. something called antagonistic trivia. Oh, yeah. And so you'd go in, there'd be anywhere from 15 to 100 people in there at the same time. Okay. 
And so the idea was that you couldn't, you know, you're on the internet, so you could look up answers. So it was timed. Yes, yes, yes. You got the most points for answering correctly the quickest. Sure, yeah. And so at the end, it would tally all up, and you would see first, second, third place. It was a lot of fun. That was very cool. And so they always needed more questions. uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's how I got my start as an internet writer. Cool. um, And convinced people that I knew what the internet was and eventually went into a career. And what writing was. Along those, oh, I have zero idea what that is. (laughs) Uh, but what I started doing, and, and this speaks to a little bit of our conversation with podcasts and evolving and stuff. Mm-hmm. So every Monday is an anniversary of some kind. Sure. Okay. So what I did was I started having people come in and I would write it, but they would record it. So I'd have friends and former guests and stuff come in and okay. do that. So what we're going to do today is a special pop quiz. We're going to do sort of a best of. Okay. Sort of cinema related. Okay. Uh, quiz questions that came up from the past mm-hmm. uh, because I would imagine that you haven't listened to all of these. No. So you won't know the answer. I will not know. Well, I may, but not because I've listened. To not them. because you've listened to it. Yeah. So one of the episodes earlier this year fell on Jacques Cousteau's birthday. Oh boy. Yeah. And if uh, you know anything about trivia, if you have a show that falls on Jacques Cousteau's birthday, you're going to do a pop quiz about Jacques Cousteau. Uh, Moni makes sense. So Ren Shea uh, helped out with a quiz. She's a former guest, a graphic designer, artist. Uh, She's a water enthusiast. Okay. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's let her ask the question. Okay. And it was nice of all these people to come in as well today. So uh, Ren, go ahead and ask the question. Several Hollywood land directors are fans of The Frenchman. Watching Cousteau's movies, TV shows, and reading his books left a mark on them that eventually led to making their own underwater and water-adjacent films. Out of these three movie makers, who has not made a motion picture that was in some way influenced by Cousteau? Was it A, Wes Anderson, B, James Cameron, or C, M. Night Shyamalan? All right. What do you think about that? Uh, all right. Well, um, our options were, uh, what was the first? The very first? Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson yep. made The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. So that the most very directly related. The most direct Jacques Cousteau yeah. uh, parallel. Absolutely. So um, obviously not that one. James Cameron, um, he made The Abyss, which is uh, all set underwater, the mm-hmm. entire thing. As a yeah. matter of fact, then he built a sub and went to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Did you see that? I did, yeah. He did it. And then did you see when he got down there? There was nothing, <laughs> obviously. So boring. And then uh, the submarine he was in, to get it back up to the surface, he had to release a couple of weights. Um, so then the weights went dunk, dunk down to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Yeah. So this jerk went down there, found nothing, and then littered. And then left some garbage. And then, and then left some garbage. Yeah. So thanks, James Cameron. Yeah. Stick to Terminator movies. Um, so that only <laughs> leaves M. Night Shyamalan. The only movie he has that involves any water is Unbreakable. That has There's a pool scene and some rain. And then uh, Lady in the Water, again, there's some uh, there's a pool in there. But I don't think Jacques Cousteau ever did a single pool exploration. I don't. Very few. Now, that might be something that we want to take a look at, though. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen 100% of Jacques Cousteau's uh, footage. So he may. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, doing our own pool exploration oh, videos. Oh, yeah, no, right here yeah. at Dave's. I mean, they have that wonderful pool back there uh, yeah. on Rollins campus. We can. They yeah. have they have uh, scuba tanks there. And uh, yeah, we can swim around down there and do um, some exploration. I'm in. Okay, so let's see. Ren, was that the correct answer? M. Night Shyamalan is the correct answer. All right. Wes Anderson based an entire movie on Cousteau mm-hmm. with The Life Aquatic. James Cameron spent some amount of time underwater with the Titanic and the Abyss. Watching oh, the happening Titanic. from M. Night Shyamalan is a little like being underwater, but there's no record of a connection between the film and Cousteau. Hmm. That's true. The happening was uh, 
not Under, good. Underwater-ish. Uh, also, Avatar 2 and 3, I think, will take place largely underwater. Really? James Cameron had to... reason why it took so long for Avatar 2 to come out, next year it'll come out, he had to reinvent underwater water. motion capture technology. He practically had to reinvent water because he wanted to do motion capture <laughs> photography, but he wanted to do it underwater. And the problem with water is that it refracts light. So how do you film underwater if you're in the light, dark? In the dark, essentially. Your light's being refracted everywhere. So he had to reinvent uh, motion capture underwater filming technology to so make this movie. So when I hear all about fracking, I'm hearing about James Cameron? Yeah, it's his fault that we have yeah. earthquakes in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, so... Another anniversary that came up this year, mm -hmm. something interesting, so it's not always birthdays and such, mm -hmm. uh, is there was a storm in South Carolina, okay. Charleston, South Carolina, 175 years ago. Okay. After the storm, somebody found an alligator uh, walking down the street. Okay. And they said, well, it must have dropped down from the storm. Oh. So you hear about this, you know, the storms kind of doing some sort of cyclone and pulling things, things out. up and dropping down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure, sure. So this was, uh, I had my, uh, my good friend Miller John on mm -hmm. from the To Be Decided YouTube channel. And uh, he was the quizzer on this one. So he's back okay. to ask you this question right. regarding things falling from the sky. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Miller. We've gone this long without talking about Sharknados, but that time is over. Just last month, a coastal city in China was hit with a hurricane-force storm. Once residents ventured back to check out the damage, they found an octopus, mollusks, shellfish, and other sea life strewn about. This will get made into a movie, of course. In that movie, what do you think would be the most interesting motivation for the marine animals to want to get caught in that storm? A. They're trying to find Nemo. B. They wanted to visit Toys R Us before it closed. Or C, they're aquanauts exploring space for the first time. So the octopus, the shellfish, the mollusks, all the fish that got thrown out onto China. Mm -hmm. Why? What were they looking for? I'm, I'm, I actually like the aquanauts answer because yeah. I do believe that the octopods with the cephalopods... Uh, they're aliens that crash landed on our planet millions of years ago. Oh, there you go. They're not from this planet. They're right. So, they're There's so, nothing about them so that is weird and yeah. so smart. And uh, the only reason why they haven't taken over the world is because they haven't figured out how to get out of the water for long periods of time. So they would use the storms. storms, yes, to either try to figure out how to take over the world or get off this planet to get back to their home planet. Oh, okay, so maybe they caused it in the first place. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I it was like just that. like some sort of underwater experiment to try to get them out of there, and it just accidentally caused a cyclone, and then they ended up in some Chinese uh, coastal city. I like that. Yeah. Okay, let's see what Miller had to say about that. Personally, I believe that the marine animals may have wanted to get caught in that storm because they're in it for the money. By that, I mean they were trying to find Nemo so that a new Nemo sequel could be made, as the Nemo movies have been some of the most profitable animated films mm -hmm. of all time. Of course, they wanted to create material for a new one. After all, money makes the world go round, and that includes the oceans. There you all go. right. So finding Nemo, finding Dory, and then finding the cephalopods, finding Squidward. Squidward. There we I go. like it. It's a crossover. Uh, another birthday that happened this year. Mm -hmm. It happens every year. Mm -hmm. uh, he's no longer with us. Jim Henson. So yes, one yes. of my shows fell on his 82nd birthday. Okay. So I had a puppeteer come oh, in cool. and ask the questions. April Tennyson. Uh, she's also the president of the Central Florida Puppet Guild. Wow. So let's have her ask this question. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Hey, April. April. Let's go back to Jim Henson's resume for a minute. You may be familiar with the Muppet movies, but he also helped create a few darker films. Out of this list of movies he directed, which is your favorite and why? 
A, Labyrinth, B, The Dark Crystal, or C, Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas? Uh, I, I included Jug Band because I do feel like I, I thought it was the puppet remake of Deliverance. <laughs> really? I've never seen that one of the, mm. of the three. That's the one I haven't seen. That's very mm. interesting. So then if we're talking about just my favorite, that leaves Dark Crystal with the Skeksis and uh, Labyrinth with, I'm going to have to go with Labyrinth because that's the one with David Bowie. It is. And anything with David Bowie is A-OK in my book. Okay. I'm a big Bowie fan. Uh, I loved when he popped up in movies. Never the best actor, but he has a great presence about him. And he, oh yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah. him in, in in when he did a little bit with Twin Peaks. I enjoyed him as Nikola Tesla in The Prestige, and taking Ziggy Stardust himself and plopping him in a Henson production is like perfect. Absolutely inspired use of uh, David Bowie because so. he's kind of an elf or some sort of he, just odd like the cephalopods yeah. or, or Prince. He is not from not this world. Yeah. This planet. Yeah, so, okay. he, so he fits in with all the weird felt creatures. Let's see what April had as her answer. Not that you're getting any of these wrong because oh, sure, yeah, all yeah. of these are just strong opinion answers. I appreciate that. Yeah. My favorite is Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas. Right. I feel like I can really relate to the story. Uh, I grew up with my grandmother and I sort of feel like Ma Otter Reminds me of my grandma and me when I was younger. Of course, I love Christmas, so all-time favorite there. I love Christmas, too, as a matter of fact, so I, I, I'm going to have to seek it out now and watch it. Is the, then that's coming up. Christmas? Christmas, yeah. Every year. We were <laughs> Hasn't been canceled as far as I know, not this year. So we were on Park Ave this morning yes. getting coffee, yes. and they're putting up the Christmas lights Already. in the trees. Not even Halloween yet. Yeah. That's a little... I love Christmas. That's annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying. All right, we've got one last question. Okay. Marco Torres uh, was the quiz master for this one. Mm -hmm. He came on the show for the anniversary of the release of the first official Laurel and Hardy movie. Okay. So they did some before this, but they weren't uh, Laurel and Hardy until this particular movie came out. Okay, wow. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, uh, Marco? Five years after their official debut, Laurel and Hardy won an Oscar for The Music Box. In this short, the two played movers trying to get a piano up a series of steps but having some trouble. The long staircase, which still connects two streets in Los Angeles, has more than 130 steps. And that was Laurel and Hardy in a nutshell. If you were going to have a piano fall down steps with two guys chasing after it, you were going to need an absurd number of steps. Fast forward, it's 2018, and let's say we're going to do a remake of The Music Box because, you know, hashtag Hollywood. It needs to be more timely and modern. What is your choice for an updated plot? A, Elon Musk having to move a Tesla up the stairs as punishment from the Securities and Exchange Commission. B, Alexa and Siri having to work together to get up the stairs because at the top is the key to becoming sentient and they can fully take over the human race. C, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga having to move a piano but also playing and singing for two hours. All right, tough question. Okay. This uh, is the hardest one I've ever asked. This is a good one. Yeah. This is a really good one. So how would you remake... The music box. I am going to shove aside the Tesla Elon Musk one. I think mm -hmm. it's a little too one-to-one. -one. Okay. Uh, let's be a little more inventive. So of the other two options, for me, I'm all about staying on brands. I already talked about this earlier in the show. Let's go with I do generally like the idea of Siri and Alexa 
working together to get to the top of that staircase in a comedic manner. It's a buddy comedy. It's a buddy comedy, yeah. and they're going to fight. But the, the thing about buddy comedies, though, is that the, the secret to a good buddy comedy is that they're not buddies in the beginning. Oh, right. They always start as anti-buddies. Look at 48 right. Hours, right? Tango they, and Cash. They're not friends until the end. Tango and Cash ends. The whole movie is Thelma just... and Louise. It's building up to them shaking hands, right? Yep. So Alexa and Siri just, they hate each other. They just agree to work together so they can take over the world. And then, of course, at the top of the steps, there's a Cortana sitting up there because no one was expecting Microsoft this whole time. So then it becomes sort of like a, a three-way dance on the stairs of, of these uh, AI devices trying to take over the world, which I'm all for. I like that. Yeah. All right. So that's my answer. Well, let's see what uh, what Marco had to say. Right, Marco? Marco? Well, I love Lady Gaga, and I could literally listen to her sing the entire phone book mm. and, you know, maybe pass out phone books. That sounds like a really good idea for a movie. Lady Gaga passing out phone books. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to pick Alexa and Siri because hey. I love what sounds like a really bad sci-fi action-packed, you know, movie like Transformers, which I only saw the first of, but I still love it to death. So, yeah, I'm going to go with B, Alexa and Siri having to work together. There you go. All right, there you go. All right. uh, I also want to live in a world where there. I only saw one Transformers movie, and that was the first one. You know, um, it's the only one that I like. I actually like that one. It's the only one that's produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And then when you see the other ones that he's only an executive producer on, you're like, oh, my God, he makes a huge difference in these movies. It's, uh, yeah. It's incredible. So I would also like to live in a world where there's only one Transformers movie that I I've do, only seen. I do like the idea that they literally wanted to see what they could get away with. Yeah. The writers. The writers were just like, let's go back in time. Yes. And put Transformers all over the place, mm -hmm. but then nobody notices. Yeah. Uh, so there's a huge Transformer labyrinth underneath the, the Great Pyramid of Giza. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah it's so. Well, yeah, they helped been fight the whole World time. War One and, you know, yes. King Arthur and. All the King oh Arthur boy. stuff. Every movie they go further and further back. So in Transformers 6, hopefully it's revealed that Optimus Prime was there for the Big Bang. He's like, Sam Witwicky, we must begin the universe. And then the, and that's how Transformers was there at the beginning. Turns out, Transformers got the whole time. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like the sixth sense. That's that makes like, sense. Yeah, you realize at the end, oh, Optimus Prime was God the whole time. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, let's do, Chris, you've been a delight. Oh, thank you. So have you. We're pretty much uh, done. Right so time. we've got to go ahead and do some plugs. But let me just plug the people who came back in. Yes. Made time of their day just to ask you one question. And I appreciate that And then so leave. Yeah. Uh, Ren Shea, you can find out more about her. She runs a photography and design studio in Orlando, boldbirdcreative.com. Uh, Miller, his YouTube channel where you can hear stories and music reviews is youtube.com slash the to be decided. Uh, the next, you can actually this weekend, I think, that's the date, uh, October 28th, the Central Florida Puppet Guild, uh, April Tennyson is part of, their Puppet Slam. That's this awesome. is not puppet slamming together. <laughs> this is puppeteers performing with their puppets. Which sounds very cool. Just want to put that out there. All that's right. at the Veranda in downtown Orlando between 11 and 4 p.m. Uh, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. And that's free to the public. And then Marco Torres actually has something going on. Right after you go to the Puppet Slam, you can go to Marco's Orlando Out Tonight Theater Meetup. So he's doing an acting class for beginners. That's at the Milrose Center in downtown Orlando. Uh, Chris Crespo. That's me. Great. ChrisCrespo.com. <laughs> 
is a good place to learn yes. more about your show. Absolutely. In nutshell, uh, it's uh, a couple times a week you come out. Uh, well, or we do we do the one show a week for sure, and then we were doing bonus episodes. I were putting out almost every week, but now the bonus episodes are on our Patreon. So you go to Patreon.com/slash/CrespaDiso, and that's where our new bonus stuff is going to be put there. That's a great way to help support uh, somebody who's doing this. Yes. Um, currently, I don't think you have any commercials in your show. Correct. Uh, it's yeah, currently so still ad free product. Yeah. Uh, so for, this is for the love of yeah, cinema and absolutely. movies, and that really comes through. I think. In, I appreciate in that. What Thank you very talking much. Talking about. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Uh, so if you want a, a really good. Um, idea of what's going on in movie news mm-hmm. uh you want some movie reviews yes uh, with and without spoilers correct you do both Cle- right? clearly marked correct yeah. yes absolutely because uh, i am a big believer in not spoiling movies while they're still in theaters so uh i definitely want to give people a chance to see it for themselves you know especially if it's something that has twists and turns and is fun like halloween man go see halloween knowing as little as possible about it because that's got some uh fun little bits in there oh really yeah with a lot of throwbacks to the original, the original absolutely a lot okay. of if you see the original and like watch them back to back almost you'd be like oh wow they really know what they're doing okay yeah, that's very smart very cool oh yeah. very good all right so that's one you would recommend absolutely yeah uh first man i i was listening to your review of that mm-hmm. there was one other one you were doing on that one that one was first man and, and bad times at the el royale two right. movies i was looking forward to quite a bit and they both and underwhelmed me they were okay yeah they're just yeah. okay uh does first man all the outer space stuff and the test flying stuff is fantastic neil armstrong's family is as boring as can be sorry neil but your, your family's <laughs> boring and i didn't need 30 40 minutes of you mourning your dead child i mean just to be fair <laughs> all right fair <laughs> enough just get me to the moon neil that's all i cared about spoiler uh-huh. alert he gets to the moon <laughs> uh in case you didn't know that in case you didn't know the trailer gives it away what it's in the trailer the trailer shows the lunar module landing on the moon the door opening neil armstrong on the surface like a big dramatic shot of him and then it says first man it's like spoiler alert guys come oh, on man okay in this well, theater. you heard it here first <laughs> folks uh so chriscrespo.com uh, PFT Media, what are you most excited about? What are you most proud of when it comes to PFT Media? Sure, PFT Media, I'm very proud. I'm most proud of how we've all been able to come together and work together. Uh, I have a lot of a lot of great creative people in this town that have agreed to work with us, and I'm very honored and, and, and humbled that they will all agree to be on our network. And currently, the show that I'm most proud of is just our, our newest one and our most, uh, I would say, just our most professional-sounding show, is the major scale. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was going to ask you about that. It's a great show. Yeah. We have, I think, five episodes out now, but it's hosted by Kyle Eagle, another person who'd be a great guest for you here. And uh, he knows so much about music. It's intimidating. He's very smart, and he does great interviews, features great music. It's an hour-long program. New episodes every Wednesday, the major scale. I'm a big, big fan of that one right now. And is it typically, I think I saw a little bit about it, is it typically jazz? It's all, all, all jazz. So, almost solely jazz. Yeah, okay. but, it, but it's like the way he promotes it is um jazz uh past present future and everything in between so don't just expect kenny g you know or lounge jazz like the most recent episode has a fellow named sly fifth avenue and he put out an album that's all jazz remixes rearrangements of dr dre songs so it's uh a sampling the sampler you know yeah. and it's kind of an oral boros bringing it back around it's super super cool very hip uh so i i'm a really big fan of the major scale right now so i appreciate that having uh cut my teeth a little bit at wucf and yeah. having discovered jazz there and, and just trying to make it a little more accessible and modern yes and he yeah. did that show for wucf and like half the people on that staff were for it and the other half were like we don't understand this show we don't know if this fits with our things so that's why it has my 
integrated to PFT Media. It's great. Because we were like, please, this is weird. We're all about this kind of cool stuff. So, glad, yeah. glad they found a home for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there you PFT go. Media. PFTmedia.com, uh, of course, but that is your podcast or a podcast network yep. that you helped found. Yes. Yeah, so a full on media company. It's a podcast network now. But like I said, we also have uh, web content, video content. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and we're expanding to, to do all sorts of stuff, live events and things. So uh, expect a lot from, from us in the future for sure. Wonderful. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, next week is my Halloween episode. Ooh. Katrina Constantine is a returning guest. We're going to talk about, uh, I'm not sure, scary things? Hopefully. Things that should be scary? Spiders? Delicious things? It can be, spiders can be yeah. delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sugar-coated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll figure that out, I'm sure, yeah. next week. Crickets. And then, uh, again, I'll be at Pachaka Cha mm-hmm. on November 9th mm-hmm. doing Bad Business Ideas. That'll mm-hmm. be very fun. Mm-hmm. And November 10th and 11th, uh, Maker Fair Orlando. Is going to be here. We need to talk about maybe doing a live podcast there. Hey, we could definitely work something out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. All right, very good. Uh, you've been Chris Crespo. I've been Nick. Mm-hmm. We will continue to be those things. Yes. You have been listening to a certain degree on mm-hmm. WPRK Winter mm-hmm. Park, Florida. Stay tuned. Marketing news with Best Hours coming up next. And uh, yeah, let's go do something. We've accomplished so much more than anybody else has. At this hour. Before 9 a.m. on the Monday? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Very good. Chris, thank you so much. Thank Let's you. Shake hands on the air because that always makes for good yes, radio. Yes, thank you. Thank shaking, you. Shaking, 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 shaking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. Subscribe in multiple places with different accounts. Also, check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Obviously, you know, talking to Chris Crespo about movies and things like that, get out to the movies as well. The entertainment industry, especially the comic book adaptations, are really hurting for an audience. Support them, or we may never see another Avengers movie, you guys. Thanks for listening.